the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Every non-man for himself. Or is it itself? Uh, In case you didn't know it, the Democrats, at least the Democrats in Pennsylvania, are going after the non-man vote. This is actually from a tweet put out by the Pennsylvania House Democrats. I think it was yesterday. Are you ready for this? Quote, Join us tomorrow evening for a phone bank where we will be talking to women and non-men about issues affecting our community that highly impact non-men in Pennsylvania. These are the same people who who brought us the former Richard Levine and uh, presented him as Rachel Levine and made him the Secretary of Health. The same people who think that Leah Thomas, who used to be named Will Thomas and is a man, should be competing as a woman in NCAA swimming meets. These are also the same people uh, who refer to uh, a mother as a birthing person, and they want tampon vending machines in middle school boys' bathrooms. Who votes for these people? And how can any man vote Democrat these days with what's going on? Now, we have an election in four months. Every single Democrat who's running should be asked why, I'm sorry, should be asked by every media person covering them, what is a non-man? And, of course, everyone, I've said for a while that every one of them should be asked if a man can get pregnant. Get them on the record, make them explain and or defend this insanity. Now, how many actual men in the Democrat Party or at least in the Pennsylvania House of Representatives. I don't know how many Democrats there are. It's a minority, but whatever the number is. How many of these actual men actually understand or approve of the reference to non-men? I'd like to know. Anybody who doesn't think that that's insane should be immediately disqualified from ever holding public office, of course. Anyway, uh, speaking of Pennsylvania politics, when we come back, we're going to have an expert on that subject, Selena Zito here, to talk about what's happening with Dr. Oz and Mr. Fetterman. You remember them? And in our second half hour, a guy who says Michelle Obama, speaking of Democrats, uh, will be running for president in 2024, and he's written a book and produced a movie about her plans. Stick around. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwall. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. My dog was scratching and shedding like crazy around the house. When I heard about Dynavite Nutritional Supplement, I thought, why not? Couldn't hurt. We literally tried everything else. Our dog quickly took to it, and after a couple of weeks of adding Dynavite to his food, we noticed a big difference. Our little gizmo's coat was shinier, and he almost completely stopped shedding and itching. I'm so glad I tried Dynavite. My dog smelled so bad and scratched herself constantly. We bathed, sprayed, and bathed her again, but no results. 
Then I heard about Dinovite supplements for gut health, and all of the reviews sounded just like my Bella. After just two weeks, she had major improvements with the smell, and no more scratching or dragging her stomach across the carpet. And her coat is more beautiful than ever. Get 10% off your next order of Dinovite nutritional supplements for dogs at Dinovite.com. Happier, healthier with every bite. Over a million pets helped with Dinovite. My pillow is having their biggest sheet sale of the year. This is John Stoggerwald. You've all helped build my pillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO, wants to give back exclusively to his listeners. The Percale bedsheet set is available in a variety of colors and sizes, and they're all on sale. For example, the queen size is regularly priced at $89.98, but now it's only $39.98 with our listener promo code. Order now because when they're gone, they're gone. The Percale sheets are breathable and have a cool, crisp feel. These come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. There's a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-716-8087. Use the promo code STAG or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square and use promo code STAG. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1 800 690 4040. That's 1 800 690 4040. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1 800 690 4040. That's 1 800 690 4040. Select Quote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquo.com slash commercials. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Hey, remember John Fetterman and Dr. Oz? Uh, in case you've forgotten, they're running for the United States Senate in Pennsylvania. Haven't heard much from them lately. That's why it's good to have someone like Selena Zito on the beat. She covers politics for the Washington Examiner, the New York Post, and the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, and she joins us now. Good to have you on, as usual. Uh, Selena, thanks. Hey, thanks for having me on. So, uh, before we get to the Senate race, uh, I have to ask you this. Um, have you seen the tweet put out by the PA House Democrats? That, that this is, it's, and this is what it says. This is word for word. This is just, anyway, here it is. Join us tomorrow evening for a phone bank where we will be talking to women and non-men about issues affecting our community that highly impact non-men in Pennsylvania. Have you seen that? No. Yeah, well, that, that's that's put up. I, I, I don't have the, uh, the woman's name in front of me. Uh, you may know who it is. It's the, the head of the Democratic Party in Pennsylvania. I, I don't know who she is. Um, but um, what is going on here, Selena? I mean... No, think but, about this see, for a minute. Here's the problem. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. You, you, no, go no, ahead. no, no, no. No, you go ahead. No, what I was going to say is, if you're running a serious campaign for any office, okay, statewide, local, federal, whatever it is, what would possess somebody to think that there are votes out there to be gotten among non-men? How many are there in Pennsylvania? 11, 12? How many in the entire state? And they're going to have a phone bank where they want to. It's 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 especially directed at people in Pennsylvania who consider themselves non-men. There aren't twelve of them. Uh, it, what, it, what, it's, inc- it's incredibly silly. It's just silly and unnecessary. And more importantly, it just shows how sort of out of touch. The people that run our institutions, our corporations, our government, even our local government, are with the people that they serve or people who attend their events or go to their colleges. They're just out of touch. 
and they think this is a thing, and it's not a thing. You know, where it's a thing, it's a thing on Twitter. And that's the only place it's a thing. This is not a thing. No, but, but uh, I mean, I try to, uh, when I see things like this, I try to imagine the, the scene when this was discussed. At some point, they had a discussion about doing this phone bank, and some people got together in an office somewhere in Harrisburg or wherever, and somebody said, you know, I think what we need to do is uh, we, we, need to do, we, we need to come up with something for the non-men out there. And I think we, what we should do is do a phone bank and uh, we'll really we'll, we'll, we'll just focus on the uh, issues that affect, that highly impact non-men. And, and so there's nobody in that room who gets a look on their face like, what? Are you insane? Well, well, I mean, that's what I wrote about in my book. The people that are decision makers, whether they're in corporations, whether they're in news media, whether they're in academia or government, they all come from the same place. What do I mean by that? They went to schools or they grew up in this uh, super zip code, right? They all know the same people. So an idea like this, when it comes up in a boardroom, when it comes up in a Democratic caucus, when it comes up in 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 a corporation, um, th- th- this sounds normal to them because this is the world that they covet and live in. However, <laughs> however, their constituents do not. Yeah, but they vote for and, them. Well, Democrats are going to vote for these people. How do they not disqualify themselves by this? Well, because it's the way that that districts are um, gerrymandered. So that something like this in just enough districts is going to go over well because the majority of the population think um, and or associate with people who believe that this is a thing. (laughs) However, um, you know, and, and that's why... I think in primaries, I think primaries in particular in Pennsylvania are more important than you show up in mm-hmm. rather than the NAS, the, the general, because that's where a lot of these candidates, whether it's to the far right or the far left, win elections because only the most active in the parties um, show up for those elections. And that's how you get people who make tweets like that. <laughs> well, I mean, you spend a lot of time around these people, Selena. You do it for a living. Uh, you're you're around them all the time, um, and you know some of them personally. I'm sure you have relationships with with lots of uh, Democrats and Republicans that you can talk to them off the record, which I don't like uh, off the record. But you know what I mean yeah, by that. Yeah. Um, uh, but but there have to you have to know some people, especially men in the Democrat Party, who if you read this uh, tweet to them, they would roll their eyes. Uh, men and women. Yeah, but... And I, men and women. Especially and, men, I hope. And yes, but it, it, it is, you know, that's the thing about me. I'm less connected to the people that are elected. I'm more connected to the people that vote, but also local strategists that run these campaigns. And I will tell you, local Democrat strategists are also rolling their eyes. They're like, Come on, we're never going to win a majority if this is who we are. People want a phone bank about inflation, gas prices, gas prices, yeah, um, crime, fentanyl. Uh, you know, all of the, the crime in, in the city of Pittsburgh alone is just absolutely just heartbreaking. Yeah. Well, I, I, I. I wanted to get you on to talk about the Senate race, and I think that both candidates for the Senate are are actual men. I'm not if, if one of them is a non-man, I'm not aware of that. So, where have they been? Really, I think informative piece about what's going on, uh, and this comes from interviewing people across the state, uh, people that support both laws. And Fetterman. This is at the Washington Examiner. You wrote that. People want to check it out. But also with um, interviewing, um, with spending time with Oz. So the view from 30,000 feet, if you watch 
any of the coverage coming out of D.C. The complaint is, ah, Oz isn't on the air, so where is he? Well, actually, Oz is doing what he should be doing and what John Fetterman wishes he was doing. That is going around towns, um, suburbs, to parish festivals, to car races, to, um, you know, rodeos, places where you meet people, um, 4-H clubs, neighborhoods, barbershops, and, and rebuilding his relationship with the voters after what we can all say was a pretty brutal primary. Um, and, and that's what he should be doing. He has high negatives because of how brutal that primary was, not just with Dave McCormick, but also with Kathy Barnett. And, um, and so his job right now is to go face to face with voters. That's not being reported. Having spent time with him, he's been to over 50 cities, 2,000 miles on the back roads. You know, that's what he's doing. By the way, it's with Josh Shapiro. Kudos for him. Um, but um, Mr. Fetterman, we are, he is not until today. He did his first um, interview today with the Coast Gazette. was not with me. And um, what was, I thought, stood out in that interview is that it was done over the phone and uh, with with Fetterman using closed captioning, which means there's something, and he, uh, his campaign admits he has problems with hearing. Now, um, so th- th- there still hasn't been a back and forth with Fetterman. Fetterman's greatest sort of asset is Fetterman mm-hmm. out there doing the things right now that, that Oz is doing pressing the flesh, talking to people, listening to people, find out, finding out what their concerns are. Um, and he is unable to do that. And he really doesn't have a surrogate that can replace him. Um, it has always been all about John, and that has always been his greatest asset. Uh, so well, we he, were... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, he, he had a stroke. And uh, back in May, and that's now two months ago, and if it was a major stroke, uh, there's a difference between a minor stroke, uh, a a mini stroke, and a major stroke, Uh, and if depending on how severe the stroke was, the length of time it's going to take him to uh, appear to be functioning normally is a couple of months at least. Um, it's, it's July, and he's still he's still doing interviews with closed caption. That's a guy they don't want to be seen, isn't it? Well, he's 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 going to a fundraiser on Thursday, and he's going to one next week in D.C. There is a difference between going to a fundraiser, saying a few words, and leaving, and/or going to a fundraiser and interacting with people and taking questions right. from people and talking to people and interacting with the press. What I find incredibly baffling is that this is a sitting lieutenant governor of the state, and we don't have any transparency on his medical condition. How, how are, are, are there no reporters in Harrisburg? Is no one asking questions? I'm completely, I mean, you and I are old enough to remember with Bob Casey mm-hmm. when he had that transplant. Yeah. I mean, we have daily briefings. Now, he was the governor, and, and Mr. Fetterman is the lieutenant governor. However, these are the top two people elected in the state, and I would just imagine that we would have more transparency. You think it might be a little different if he were Republican? Uh, <laughs> you think? <laughs> uh, so, so you think he's he's be, he's being given a, if not a pass, a huge benefit of the doubt on his health, which is a kind of a big deal. If he wants to be a U.S. Well, senator, so if no one wants, everyone wants John to recover and mm-hmm. recover healthily. Right. He has three young children. You know, I mean, and he has a wife and he everybody wants him to be able to recover and have a very healthy, robust family life. That is incredibly important. 
Um, and, and people make their own choices when they go into the ballot box. You, we have seen in history where people vote for someone they know that has died three weeks before the election. Mm-hmm. That's their prerogative. What is missing here is a detailed understanding of what's going on in, with his health. And that is always an uncomfortable thing to ask as a reporter and or as 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 the opponent. But voters do deserve to know and understand um, what's going on. And I don't think we're at that place right now. Well, the Steelers report report to training camp next week. And what that means is summer is over next week because I'm not I'm only half kidding here because. I've always felt that that's as soon as you start seeing stories about the Steelers, and and yeah. uh, and they start they play their first exhibition game a couple weeks after camp. Uh, it's only football, but it's it's a sign that people uh, the summer is over, and people are into the fall mentality. I got to get back to school, and that means they're going to get serious about the election. So this guy doesn't have a whole lot more time to hide, does he? No, and I and I think I think it's only fair to note that that Dr. Oz's biggest challenge is is his um, is his um, um, you know positives and negatives, mm-hmm. and I think that he's doing what he should be doing. Um, he has to walk a fine line in when he does advertising. Um, you know, he has to be able to criticize Fetterman, uh, but also be aspirational. I think his ad with him running was brilliant and done very creatively and yeah. very with, well with grace. Yeah. Um, and I think that kind of message will help earn him uh, voters. But, Selena, I, I don't trust him. I think he's a rhino. Can you talk me out of that? Yeah, I'll, I'll send you my, um, my interview with him. I didn't. Look, here's the thing. He can't be a rhino because he's never had to make a choice in terms of um, um, uh, a, a, any kind of policy. Mm-hmm. So he, he, people every day. I mean, John, did you grow up a Republican? I grew up in a Republican house. I've never been a Republican. Okay. I'm an independent. Yeah. But I, I grew up. Okay, in, well, so my I, mother was a Democrat. My dad was Republican. And they used to argue a lot. But that's. That's the house I grew up in. So there's a lot of us in Western Pennsylvania that grew up in pretty staunch Democrat households who have evolved and changed their positions, basically because the parties have evolved and changed. What was once fit into the Democrat Party now fits into the Republican Party and vice versa, Mm -hmm. in particular on working class issues. So it's very normal to change your mind and evolve over an issue. And, and the problem is we don't allow that to happen with people running for office. And that's a, and and I will say this for anyone that's a little bit unfair because all of us have done it in our lives. All of us have changed positions, whether it was because the party changed that we were part of or because of personal experiences. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I have about a minute and a half or so left here. One minute. Um, what are, the, are you ready to predict the winner? I guess that's what I should ask you. And this is a too early. Well, it's too early. I will say it's a terrible year for Democrats to begin with. It's just an absolute awful year. So they already start a couple steps behind. Um, uh, Dr. Oz's biggest challenge is, to, uh, is likability. Uh, now, I will say, when you are out on the trail with him, he is remarkably compassionate and curious. And the curious part is the part that I always saw in Trump that I thought made him good at being a candidate. Because mm-hmm. he wanted to know why things happened. Well, why did, you, why, did this, why did you do this? Why did you move here? Why did you change jobs? Why didn't you ever move away from here? You know, those kinds of things, I would watch him just pepper people with those questions. And and I see that same trait in Oz, and I think that makes a very good candidate. 
because they're willing to learn and listen. They're willing to go get in there and figure out the human nature of why people do what they do. Well, I'm out of time, Selena, but as, again, I'm going to say to you that I expect you and everybody else in the political media out there, now you have to ask every Democrat you come across if, they're, um, if, if they agree with the uh, uh, impact that their policies might have on non-men. So they, they've now opened themselves up to that. <laughs> That sounds great. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Have a good night. Thanks, Selena. That's Selena Zito, Bye-bye. and we'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Biden's climate agenda is running into a brick wall in the Senate. Democrat leader Charles Schumer vows his party will help the president fight climate change for the next generation. This is an existential threat to the globe, and we are going to keep fighting. But minority leader Republican Mitch McConnell says there's a major problem facing Democrats. They're having trouble getting enough senators to agree to make the most reliable and abundant forms of American energy more expensive for working Americans. At present, the president lacks the 100% support from his own party it would take to pass new environmental laws with the expected zero support from Republicans. Bob Agner reporting. The president is in Somerset, Massachusetts this afternoon announcing new climate initiatives. He is visiting the future site of a manufacturing plant for the offshore wind industry. This is SRN News. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com. Code 3388. Enjoy. Dennis Prager explains the reason the left loves change. People yearn to make a difference. If the difference is awful or or not, is of no consequence. Why do you think change is such an important word for people on the left? Change is exciting. Status quo is Boring. The Dennis Prager Show. Weekdays at noon, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3 on AM 1250. The answer. Whose rule book do you want to play by? The government's or your own? This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Without a proper estate plan, many families end up playing by the government's rule book and losing a lot of what they'd intended to leave to their families. That's why Abernathy and Hagerman presents free, ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer to help you protect what's yours and make sure the government plays by your rules. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. Speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsrustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsrustpittsburgh.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. 
It's looking heavier on the Parkway East on the inbound side, really stacked up 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Heavy outbound Glenwood to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel on the Parkway West inbound around a 10-minute delay. Green Tree to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. South side Vintage Grand Prix tune-up event starts at 6 tonight and closing portions of multiple roadways, including Tunnel Boulevard, Cinema Drive, as well as 27th and 28th Streets between South Water and East Carson Streets. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. Tonight we'll see mostly cloudy skies. It'll be humid with a heavy thunderstorm around until after midnight. Thunderstorms can bring flash flooding and isolated damaging wind gusts, the low 72. Tomorrow will be humid in the morning, otherwise partly sunny, breezy, a thunderstorm in parts of the area, the high 85. Clear skies tomorrow night, low 68. Mostly sunny Friday, very warm with a high of 88. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, no sane person uh, thinks that Joe Biden is going to run for president two years from now, and no sane person would believe that Kamala Harris and her uh, her word salads could end up with the nomination. So who's left? Pete Buttigieg, uh, Hillary Clinton. How about uh, Michelle Obama? That's who Joel Gilbert thinks is going to be, and he's written a book and produced a movie about it. He joins us now. It's called Michelle Obama 2024, Her Real Life Story and Plan for Power. Thanks for coming on, Joel. I appreciate it. Oh, we got an issue. We got a connection issue. Hold on one second. Uh, again, the name of the, uh, the book is um, Michelle Obama 2024, Her Real Life Story and Plan for for power, I looked. I saw the trailer. Pretty interesting stuff there, um, and uh, I don't know about you, but that's not uh, a name I think about when I think about 2024. At least I haven't. But after uh, looking through the stuff here on the book and the movie, it doesn't seem all that outrageous. So, um, you know, who knows? We'll see what's going to happen. Um, his name is Joel Gilbert, and he's the author of the book and the producer, director of the movie, uh, and he joins us now. Joel, you there? Yes, sir. I'm glad to be here. Oh, good. Thanks. Sorry about that little uh, technical issue there. Um, So uh, let's start with why you're so sure that uh, Michelle Obama is running. Well, I'm so sure because I've followed the Obamas for the past uh, 10 years, and I've noticed that Michelle is pretty much copying Barack's path to the White House. Uh, Barack was the keynote speaker for John Kerry in 2004, Michelle was the keynote speaker for Joe Biden, introduced him at the 2020 uh, virtual convention. Uh, Barack has this, he had this organization called Project Vote in 1992, registering people to vote. Michelle founded this organization called When We All Vote. She was just here in Los Angeles a couple weeks ago, gave a fiery speech about every Democrat talking point you can imagine. And then, of course, Barack based his candidacy on his personal story, his best-selling book, Dreams from My Father, Michelle wrote Becoming, 2018, went on a world book tour. She's still on the book tour. So I see her following in in Barack's footsteps, and she's absolutely the most popular, best-loved Democrat right now. And I think she's just kind of laying back a little bit. But if you look at her Twitter account, it's pretty clear she's running for president. What what on the uh, Twitter account? The, uh, is it well, just in it's, general? It's all, yeah, her Twitter is just all politics all the time. She's reaching out to women's groups like, uh, you know, the Hillary Clinton crowd, mm-hmm. Oprah crowd, the uh, working mothers. Uh, she's uh, commenting about daily political affairs. Uh, she's just all politics all the time. And Michelle has been for a very long time. But wait, Joel, she, didn't she tell Oprah she hates politics? Well, that was the cover story because Michelle is even more political than Barack. She's a better politician. She's a better speaker. She's more authentic. Uh, you might remember back in 2008, she was out there campaigning every night on her own. And she went so far over the top, she said, for the first time in my life, I'm proud of my country. People remember that. Yeah, yeah. And that's when they decided they had to kind of rein her in because she was hurting the campaign. So they told her, okay, Michelle. You hate politics. You just want to be the mom in chief. They kind of reined her in a little bit. Uh, but all politicians hate politics. It's just they like the uh, the fame and the uh, the power that goes along with being a politician. And Michelle Obama is uh, uh, been a politician and been involved in politics since she was six years old. 
sure her father was a precinct captain, I found out, for the Democrat Party machine in Chicago. And Michelle has literally been following in his footsteps ever since. Yeah, she didn't just marry into politics. She grew up with it, right? Absolutely. She was in a political family. She grew up in Jesse Jackson's house. She befriended her da- uh, his daughter, Santita. And when he was preparing to run for president, she was literally grew up in that household. So she goes way back when it comes to politics. And that's pretty much all she does all the time. And I made this film, which is available on SalemNow.com. And the book version is on Amazon.com. It's both making the case that she's already running for president, and it's a deep dive into her personal history, her background, so many things you never knew about her, such as she spent her childhood running away from the black community, always trying to get away from them and studying with, uh, with white elites. And then uh, in her career in Chicago, she worked for the mayor, Mayor Daly. She was the assistant planning commissioner, and she was in on a program called Redevelopment, where they knocked down the projects. They made like 20,000 uh, blacks homeless in Chicago and gave away the property to people like Tony Resco to build these single-family homes. And then I chronicle in my book and my film how she was hired by the University of Chicago Medical Center, where she headed up something called the Southside Health Collaborative, which was meant to keep the local Southsiders out of the emergency room at the University of Chicago. They would literally put them in these vans and dump them in these clinics, you know, far away so they couldn't receive health care at the University of Chicago. So Michelle, I, I chronicle, really has a shameful history of running away from the black community and exploiting them. And for political reasons, she now comes back, you know, to add insult to injury, she pretends to be one of these, you know, ordinary black folks that she spent her life exploiting. So I think the film and book uh, are really a great expose on who Michelle Obama really is. And the book is called Michelle Obama 2024, Her Real Life Story and Plan for Power. Joel Gilbert is the author of the book and the producer of the movie. Um, so what you're saying is pretty, I think, would come as a surprise to a lot of people. Um, what What's the biggest misconception that the people who uh, who love her so much have about her, or maybe the people who, not so much the people who love her, but the people who are kind of ambivalent and don't really think she's that much of a factor? Well, they're, they're used to her being on the cover of fashion magazines and telling people how proud she is of them. They really don't understand Michelle as a political person, how political she is, and how much she, uh, she is a, a radical. Uh, I detail in the film that she was best friends with Bernadine Dorn, of all people. This was the head of the Weather Underground, the terrorist groups in the late 60s who were trying to overthrow the government. Michelle worked with her for three years and then would have dinner at her house with Barack uh, once a week. Um, I also detail in the movie uh, that Michelle was a community organizer. Nobody knew that for three years in Chicago. Uh, so I'd say it's the people need to understand Michelle Obama as a political person with a political agenda and not the kind of benevolent, you know, fashionista that they remember from all those magazine covers. I'd have to say that it, it, what I'm hearing from you and what I saw from uh, looking into your book and the movies when I knew you were going to be on the show today, uh, I'm surprised at the level of um, political interest that she seems to have and has has had. Uh, and I, I, maybe it's me just being naive, or maybe the Democrats did a pretty good job of selling her as the uh, uh, mom-in-chief, and that was it. Well, that's what they did. They did a pretty good job of it. She kind of laid in the background. Uh, it was different from the Clintons were pretty upfront about it. They said, you're getting two for one. You get Hillary and Bill. You vote for Bill. You get Hillary. Uh, the Obamas were, uh, uh, they kind of learned that lesson when Michelle got too political and they decided to kind of put her in the background. But she's uh, just as political, if not more so than Barack, as I said, a better politician, a better speaker. And uh, just look at her Twitter account. She's, you know, she's running for president all the time. And that's why I think this film and book are so important for people really to get to know the real Michelle Obama. And it's nothing like you think. At what point um, does do the media uh, notice this? Because 
if the media were doing their job, they would be because there's a, I think what is it seventy five percent of Democrats don't want Joe Biden to run. Nobody wants Kamala Harris to be uh, the nominee, um, and that leaves, as I said in uh, introducing you, is that it kind of leaves Hillary Clinton and you know a couple other uh, governors that nobody wants to uh, see president. Why uh, do you suppose the media aren't pushing this more? I, I for, for me, I get the impression that they, most of the people in the media, uh, they feel kind of the way I do. That, well, ah, she's never been that serious about it. She's, she doesn't want to be president. She's, she's not a politician. Yeah, she, she, she is a politician. I think the media are playing along. Uh, Michelle you know, went on this book tour. She's still going around 20,000-seat arenas. She's still uh, going to these when-we-all-vote. Uh, rallies like we had here in Los Angeles, I think the media is playing along. They're trying not to put her out front because she's able to connect with audiences and develop uh, her audience without declaring or appearing overly political. So I think they're just playing along right now uh, to answer your question. But she's definitely the best-loved Democrat. She checks all the boxes, and she brings this nostalgia. You know, remember how much you loved the Obama years. Remember how much you loved it when, when Barack was president. So uh, I think she's uh, planning on running, and she's just going to kind of lay low, and the media are going to let her do that for a while longer. And this is a perfect scenario for her, because if Joe Biden were, had not shown that he's totally incapable of being anything, much less president of the United States, uh, she'd have another six years to wait. But I think it's, it's becoming pretty obvious to everybody that whoever wants to do this only has to wait two more years, and actually... If if you're, if you're going to get in, you're going to have to get in and get get involved pretty quickly here because we're we're going to be two years away from the election. Well, Michelle has such high name recognition. I think she will lay back. I think all the way through the end of the year into next spring, I think she's going to say something. At some point, she'll say, "Well, you know, I hate politics, but you know, I love this country and I love all our children." So people have been asking me to run, and so I'm going to form a committee. You know that kind of thing. So she's going to pretend to be reluctant, but in reality, uh, I think Michelle Obama is preparing and has been preparing for several years to uh, to run for president. She's copying Barack's uh, exact same path, and uh, uh, you know only the truth will stop her. If you see this movie and this film, uh, and read the book, uh, there's so much more about her that people don't know, and uh, that's what she's going to have to deal with. Uh, does she love the country? Uh, you know, does she love a country? Probably, uh, but it's a country that she defines the way it, it should be. She always talks about changing America, the world as it should be, which is part of Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals. She likes to talk about how what it should be. So she wants to change America. So I can't say she loves America as it is, but there's a different America that she's been working toward and she believes in that uh, I'm sure she she loves and wants to wants to recreate it in that certain uh, image that she believes in. We're talking to Joel Gilbert. He's the author of a book and producer of a movie called Michelle Obama 2024, Her Real Life Story and Plan for Power. Uh, where can people find the movie again, uh, Joel? Yeah, if you go to SalemNow.com, SalemNow.com, you can live stream the movie or buy the DVD. And the book version is available now on Amazon.com. So is uh, Barack on board with all this? And has, absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Beginning? Yeah, Barack, uh, you know, they're two sides of the same coin. They're both very political people. Uh, they both have an agenda. They both spent years with the uh, Chicago, different Chicago radicals, whether it was Farrakhan, Bill Ayers, and Bernadine Dorn, Jeremiah Wright, they immerse themselves in the world of uh, radicalism, and they've been working at this for you know for 20, 30 years. And uh, Michelle running for president, I think, is a natural thing for them. And um, what do you? How, how do you think the other Democrats feel about this? I, I don't mean the the, um, the 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 unwashed, the voters. I mean, are there people? How much pushback? I guess is my question. Is she going to get from? the people in power. Is she as loved by the uh, people in power in that party as, as she appears to be for, uh, uh, loved by the people themselves, you know, the voters? Yeah, I think that, yeah, I think that uh, there's an argument that, uh, that Barack is controlling things anyway. Mm-hmm. So 
uh, I think Michelle sliding into that position as the top Democrat is just a very natural thing. I don't think there'll be much pushback from uh, Democrats. They're just going to probably, you know, cheer her on and, uh, you know, be very thankful that she's coming to uh, to lead the party because uh, I think they know they don't have a leader right now, but Michelle would be the next natural leader. And uh, I would guess that it would be a slobber fest uh, on the part of the media if she does Yeah, that. Yeah, the media has been, uh, they've given Michelle, I've, I've actually calculated about $15 billion worth of free positive earned media for the past 15 years, and she's... Uh, you know, never had any criticism whatsoever. It's all positive. So they would just love her to, to come forward, and I think they're kind of waiting for her to do that. And uh, But I think I captured a whole different Michelle Obama than they've been promoting for all these years in my in my film, in my book. You're going to really learn about someone who uh, is not who she pretends to be all these years. Now, I have a couple minutes left here, uh, and I want to make sure you – I'm sure there's some things I haven't asked you about. That's in the book and the movie. Uh, can, anything else you want to throw in here that we haven't discussed? Well, yeah, I mean, look, uh, you've got to watch the movie. It's SalemNow.com. You can live stream or get the DVD. Uh, I talk about Michelle has this psychological dark side, actually, that drives her to seek more and more power. Uh, so that's something we deal with in the film. Uh, we learn that, you know, Michelle has been chronically... Uh, you know, pushing these stories of racial discrimination, uh, having suffered it growing up, to manipulate black voters with these phony claims of uh, being a victim of racial discrimination to earn their sympathy and votes. So one example is she's been telling this story about 15 years about her high school counselor. She said racially profiled her as regards her Princeton application. I found out it turns out her her uh, counselor at her high school was a church-going Baptist black woman who also assistant principal. There's no way she racially profiled her. So that's just one of many revelations we have in the film about Michelle's childhood, which was very privileged, very privileged childhood growing up in a political family. And uh, we learn that all these stories she tells of, uh, of being, uh, you know, suffering discrimination and being held back in life were total nonsense. Uh, to hide a very privileged background. So I go through the whole history chronologically, and you really learn about who Michelle Obama really is. I, I see that Barack's brother, Malik Obama, gave your book and the movie excellent reviews. Yes, he did. He actually introduced me. I, uh, I screened the film World Premiere at the National Press Club last week in Washington, D.C., and he introduced me. Uh, yeah, that he was the best man at their wedding. He knows them quite well. And uh, so he's been very supportive. And uh, he had, you know, interesting run-in with Michelle as well. After he hosted them in Kenya before their wedding, uh, she refused to have him come visit in Chicago, for example. So uh, we learn a lot about Michelle Obama, and it's very, very different from what you've learned in the media. I got about 30 seconds. What's the deal with Malik? I'm trying to imagine the difference if, um, if, if Donald Trump's brother had been saying the things that Oh, the Barack's brother's been saying about him. Uh, real quick. Well, yeah, well, Malik doesn't really say anything bad about him. He's just disappointed that uh, during his presidency, he never came to Kenya. He pretty much disowned the Kenyan uh, family after he kind of used their name and that story to prop himself up. But uh, you get the whole story. It's uh, SalemNow.com or the book version on Amazon.com, uh, Michelle Obama 2024. Hey, I really appreciate it, Joel. Good luck with both. Thanks. All right. Thanks for having me. We'll be right back. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. 
Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1-800-690-4040. That's 1-800-690-4040. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1-800-690-4040. That's 1-800-690-4040. Select Quote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. This is important news. If you have unfiled tax returns, the IRS is shifting gears and ramping up investigations on non-filers this year. If you fail to file your tax returns for a year or more or you owe back taxes, now's the time to call Optima Tax Relief before the IRS finds you. Optima is America's number one most trusted tax resolution firm specialized in helping individuals, families, and businesses get right with the IRS. They're ex- Experts in the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, a powerful new program that can make resolving tax issues easier. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, Optima's award-winning team has helped thousands of people protect their paychecks, bank accounts, homes, and businesses by putting their tax problems to rest, resolving over $1 billion in tax debts for their clients. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. This is the John Stackerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. So, do you know where you were uh, 53 years ago tonight? I do. I was at Pat Murphy's house. My buddy, Pat Murphy. We called him Rick back then, but I think he's Pat now. Uh, Anyway... We were a bunch of my friends at his house. He was married young. We had a little party going, you know, just a little hanging around watching TV and watching a man set foot on the moon. That was the day, the night that Neil Armstrong uh, landed on the moon, set foot on the moon. Uh, What's the date today? July 20th, 1969. And I was thinking about it today. From the time I was 15 years old or so, I saw the assassination of a president, John F. Kennedy. I saw the uh, death of the the murder of his assassin live on national TV. I saw the assassination. I lived through, at least watched the the news about the assassination of the president's brother, Robert F. Kennedy. I saw the assassination attempt on another presidential candidate. That would be George Wallace. I saw uh, the president's brother, the story of his president's brother and a possible future president driving into a pond with a woman named Mary Jo Kopechny and killing her. This is all This is all happened in the course of about four or five years in the mid-60s. A lot of things happened there. But uh, 1969, July, 20, July 20th, that's when it happened. That was a biggie and a kind of a amazing half a decade there. I'll talk to you tomorrow. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.